Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between and horror one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight, like always, I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, hey. And Michael. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2021 American teen supernatural slasher film, Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Find the truth. Or don't. Yeah, or just give me a little more clues until uh-huh. later. <laughs> or is it just a camp counselor story that they tell you to keep you in your beds at night? You're right. <laughs> Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 281 of this illustrious podcast in volume two in our month of R.L. Stein horror movies. Uh, there aren't that many. There were a couple of made-for-TV ones, and they were kind of booty. But this one was made for apps, made for Netflix, so kind of made for TV, but made weird for type. stream. Yeah, made for streams. But we are watching and reviewing Volume 2 of the Fear Street Trilogy. So if you don't know, well, what's Fear Street? Well, listen to the last episode, and then we'll get you caught up on the first step. But this is minutes after the first movie. Actually, all of this connects in, like... One crazy night, kind of. It's like a week and then one long night. It's like watching the Hatchet movies. Yes. Uh, it kind of connects. But if you don't know anything about this one for the initiated, this film goes back a few years to 1978 and explains one fateful night at Camp Nightwing and one C. Berman and how they made it through a very, very bloody and ridiculous night against a possessed counselor going on a murder spree uh this one is fun it's, it's my favorite out of the three it's really really cool but katie what did you think about fear street part 2 1978 uh-huh. this movie was so fucking good mm-hmm. like <clears throat> it had no right being as good as it was being that it's rl stein like apparently i've been sleeping on rl stein because like the goosebumps books are great but this fear street Knocked it out of the park. And the fact that he threw in a your typical, like, 70s slasher, like, camp counselor slasher in here was just fucking fantastic. It had all the, like, goriness of, what, like, the final girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was smart and done through, like, these cool flashbacks and flash forwards to what's currently happening in 1994 with the kids in 1994. It was so freaking cool. Emma, it was really well done, and honestly, we've discussed this for four seasons now. I am not a scary movie person. I'm not. And you are now. I sure am. But I, I would have never gone out of my way to be like, oh, you know what sounds like a fun thing for this here Tuesday? Um, R.L. Stein. Let's get some blood. <laughs> like... No, I would have never done that. But honestly, these, they're so good. 
The first one was great. The second one was deep. And I was like, oh, fuck. It, it really, having gone to summer camps, I already felt uncomfortable <laughs> in the middle of the woods, in the dark. And watching this, I was like, well, that's exactly why I didn't appreciate summer camps very much. <laughs> but no, it was it was very well done and the twists and turns of it all are just they really do slap you in the face with them and I like it. <laughs> Micah. I don't know. I, I I wasn't as jazzed about this one. Yeah. It was very slashery. Yeah. My <laughs> goodness if you're in the market for a slasher film, go to fucking town. Yep. Um now having watched the movies, the the series of movies, I it is much more of a setup movie than it is oh, like absolutely. a necessary on its own kind of thing. Because it just was like, well, we're just gonna go out and kill a bunch of teens. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm here for it. All right. <laughs> um, but story wise, I think the bookends of the series have a lot more story. This was this almost felt like the backstory. Yeah. kind of thing. The filler. Um, the filler episode. Yeah. <laughs> the felony filler. Um, <laughs> Shameless Star Wars plug. <laughs> yeah, as far as a, a slasher goes, dude, nobody was safe. And that was amazing. So, if you you know me, I really, really, really enjoy slasher films. I Some of the earliest scary stuff that I watched with me and my cousin and my mom, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, which this movie takes a lot of cues from, hey, the one of the main characters' name is Tommy, like Tommy Jarvis. The bad guy has a burlap sack on his head, like Jason from the second movie. Alice is a character in this. Just about everyone's name is somebody from a Friday the 13th movie. Mm-hmm. They actually had musical cues from Aliens, Friday 13th, and oh man, there's another scary movie they did. So it's, I absolutely adored this movie because it was, it's a Friday 13th movie. A modern, graphic as hell, Friday 13th movie. And that, that gets my goat anytime. So, but I, like Micah said, this movie was, there was some story, especially at the beginning, you know, leading into the flashback of this camp situation. And then definitely at the end, when the story goes back to 94. But this one was just, we'll give some some story, but nah, let's just see some people die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get some stuff going, which, which is fine, especially in a trilogy. Usually part two of trilogies, nothing really gets resolved, and you kind of end up where you were at the beginning. I always bring up Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> there was a little bit of story progression, because Luke finds out his dad's fucking Vader, but like, he didn't beat him, he was worse off, he actually got beat up more, right. Han was gone, so if anything, it was worse, they took steps backward, <laughs> leading Lost into the third hand. movie, you know, but, mm. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, we don't have time to get into this now, no, oh, uh, so I think you say against, <laughs> to, against that, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, Micah's Star Wars defense just went whoop, 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 whoop. We'll, we'll talk about Star Wars second movies. Oh lord, I could talk about Star Wars all day. Yeah, we'll talk about that because I have, I have a 
Actually, I have a little bit of a theory of all the trilogies and their part twos, something about them, but we'll talk about that later. But no, this is a fun, fun movie. The whole trilogy is super duper fun, but I, like I said, I just have a special place in my heart for this one because I, I love me some, some camp killing. It's fun as hell. So we'll get through this story and talk about favorite, least favorite characters and stuff like that. So this is the story of Fear Street Part 2, 1978. So when the movie starts, we are still in 1994, and Dina and Josh, they have tied up Dina's girlfriend, Sam, and because she's still fucking possessed by the evil, I guess they got rid of it, in a sense, but then the evil's like, nah, we still here, chief. So they travel to C. Berman's house, and so we see C. Berman, her life is not all sunshine and roses, as she survived an attack from these monsters also. Everything's on a clock system. She has different alarms everywhere. Everything's written down. Her calendars, she writes down specific numbers every day because those numbers tell her how long it's been since she has dealt with these monsters. So the, the attack from 1978 has never left her mind it is a bad way to live very bad way to live so see Berman lets them inside the house because she realizes these are the same kids that called me earlier and I kind of gave them a little bit of help but they survived and so finally see Berman sits down and tells them the story of that crazy night at Camp Nightwing when the massacre went down and so we open with, what is it, School's Out? Not School's Out, what song is it? I don't, I don't know, something from the 70s. <laughs> so we see Ziggy Berman. Hey, it's it's Sadie Sink. It's always good to see her in a movie. So she is from Shadyside, so, you know, she's got bad luck. And she is running from Sheila. She's a Sunnyvale camper and her friends. So they're accusing Ziggy of stealing from them which she did and just being an asshole which she is and so they actually accuse her of being a witch and so they actually hang her from a tree not by her neck but by like her arms and then sheila starts being a little too much of a bully and there's always in scary stories when there's a bully and it's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stab him they're like you sure katie like yeah yeah i'm gonna stab him I'm like why are you so hardcore right now and the other kids are like maybe you shouldn't do it and then she burns ziggy's arm with a lighter thankfully she gets saved by camp counselors nick good hey nick good that name sounds familiar mm -hmm. <laughs> and kurt so we see that ziggy's older sister cindy and her boyfriend tommy are counselors at the camp and they're cleaning the mess hall. And Nurse Lane. Hey, that name sounds familiar. Yes, she's the mother of Ruby Lane. You remember that one really hot ghost with with the What's the what's the you shave yourself with it? A razor? Razor blade. Razor blade. Razor blade. <laughs> and, you know, chopped up her family, her friends and herself. So this is the mom, Nurse Lane. Nurse Lane and Ziggy. Our friends. It seems to be the, the the two outcasts. They seem to really like each other. So I'm glad that they have somebody. We see that 
Nurse Lane, she's been writing a lot of notes and thoughts about her daughter going crazy and attacking. And Nurse Lane feels there's something more to it. And she's saying that people just don't go insane like that. There's something there's something more. And it seems like she's been doing a little bit of investigating on the side. And we see the fruits of her labor because Nurse Lane pops out and attacks Tommy and tells Tommy that she saw his name on the wall. They're like, what does that mean? He's like, you're going to die tonight. Or, what? yeah, she said, you're going to die tonight or other people are going to die. And it seems like Nurse Lane puts the whole team on her back, tries to, and tries to kill Tommy before Tommy can go crazy, it seems. But Tommy overpowers her and she, like, boops her head. And the camp calls the police and they take her ass away. So everybody's like, man, uh, Nurse Lane, remember? Her daughter was Ruby and she went crazy. And now she went crazy. That fucking shady ciders, they're all fucking crazy. <laughs> so we see that that night, it's color war. Hooray! So it's like a what captured a flag and it's shady side versus sunnyvale so another reason for kids to hate like competing against each other because you know sunnyside or sunnyvale they should have both been sides honestly but sunnyvale they always win they never lose a color war and shady side they're just like man i'm just here to try i just don't want to get beat up tonight <laughs> so while they're investigating nurse lane's infirmary where she works we see that cindy and tommy they meet up with alice cindy's former friend they've had some issues with their relationship back in the day and her boyfriend arnie all of these names just i think i said it earlier but all of these names are based off people from the friday the 13th series so alice she was the first anything first person to survive the attacks in the first friday the 13th movie tommy it's told Tommy Jarvis, the one person that survived the longest against Jason. And that was when Jason was a zombie. <laughs> you couldn't really kill him. So they find Nurse Lane's diary. And the diary says that fear, so going even way back, made a deal with the devil by cutting off her hand on Satan's stone and got eternal life. And they find a map in the diary leading to Fear's house. So, the two bad kids, Alice and Arnie, they want to check out this home because they don't got nothing to do. They already had sex and they already had drugs. So what else do you do? Endanger your life. That's the only other thing you got to do. <laughs> so at the house, they find all these empty graves dug up by Nurse Lane. And they see all these marks below the house so alice and cindy they find a wall carved with the names of all the shady side killers so all the killers since i don't know since time a, a memorial all their names are on this and they see that tommy's name is on it too well that's really weird unfortunately tommy he starts getting possessed and he kills arnie with an axe and the girls run off because Tommy is doing fucking work with this axe. He is very dangerous. And this part of the movie, I enjoyed this movie up to this point. 
but right when the burlap sat no it doesn't sorry but right up to the point where tommy grabs the axe and starts killing i was like hell yeah this is like friday the 13th and i love it <laughs> so at the camp nick good hey nick good he's that creepy ass sheriff in the first movie he's young in this one hopefully he's not a dickhead he seems to be pretty cool He's helping Ziggy prank Sheila and her friends at the camp after he sees that Ziggy, no one really likes her at the camp. And Sheila and her friends destroyed all of Ziggy's stuff and wrote like witch and all this stuff on in her bunk. So Nick helps Ziggy prank Sheila and they lock her in an outhouse and then just what, pour bugs all over? Yeah, they had like um, cockroach, they had like a... A found bug exhibit thing at their camp where they had a bunch of like little tanks that had a bunch of bugs. So there was like cockroaches and centipedes and all sorts of nasty shit. Yeah, yeah, pretty scary stuff. So Nick and Ziggy, they're like pumped about this and they kiss. So Ziggy isn't that grumpy at all. Actually, she's still pretty fucking grumpy. She just found someone to share in her emotions. <laughs> And unfortunately, Tommy, he reaches the camp and starts murdering the shady side campers. Leave Sunnyvale alone. So once again, this is another killer, just like in the first movie, that this curse, they're just aiming for specific children. It looks like aiming for all the shady side kids. So Cindy and Alice, they actually escape from under the home they realize that the witch's mark in the diary is like a map to get out of the cave. They come across a pile of beating organs. And it's really weird looking. And Alice touches it and she actually sees all the past killers and their victims. And it's really confusing. Once again, this is something that will pop up in the later movies. So, Cindy and Alice, they climb... They try to climb their way out, and Alice, like, falls and, like, busts her leg. So, her and Cindy work together, and they find an opening beneath the outhouse. So, the outhouse earlier had all of this weird moss. I guess moss. Later on, they'll explain what it is. But all this weird type of growth on the outhouse. Well, in the cave system, they see the same growth, and they're like, hey, must be under the shitters. And they climb their way out. So, Sheila gets free from the outhouse. Well, they let her out because they realize there's a killer out in the camp. And they have to knock her ass out because she is pissed as hell. So, Ziggy and Counselor Gary try to rescue Alice and Cindy. But, unfortunately, Tommy just decapitates another counselor. His name was Gary. So, Ziggy hides with Nick until... He gets busted up by Tommy. Tommy is doing work on everybody in this movie. So the counselors are able to get a ton of the camp out of there via bus. And Cindy finds a route to the mess hall. And Alice stays back because her leg is messed up. Tommy attacks Ziggy. But then Cindy comes in and kills him. Hooray, the bad guy is gone. Tommy's dead. Hooray. So Alice pops up and she tells him that she found the witch's hand. So even in this movie, they're realizing that, hey, if we put these pieces together, maybe the curse we can 
make this curse go away. So the trio, they decide to reunite the hand with the body. Ziggy starts bleeding on the hand. And just like in the first movie, she sees a vision of Sarah Fear. And then the curse gets triggered. And that means all the shady side killers from back in the day reanimate. Which means Tommy comes back. Tommy gets a sweet ass burlap sack on his head. And Tommy kills Alice. Oh no. I really was hoping she'd make it to the end of this movie. <laughs> and so we see Ziggy and Cindy. They run to the tree where fear was hanged. And the killers are right behind them. So they dig around the tree only to find a rock with the words, The Witch Forever Lives carved on it. So Cindy realizes the killers are after Ziggy because she bled onto the hand. She bled onto the body. So she drops the hand and sacrifices herself. And this part of the movie is really weird because Cindy and Ziggy proceed to get stabbed by the killers a lot. It's not like... Ziggy gets one stab in her body and she goes down. They get stabbed at least 10 times in their bodies and they both die and the killers disappear. But then Nick finds them and he gives Ziggy CPR. Now, I'm no doctor, but if I got stabbed like 10 times, I don't know what CPR is, CPR is really going to do to my body. But maybe it helped her wake up. I don't understand it. So, back in 1994... We, well, the group, the kids, Dina and Josh, they realize that C. Berman, it's Ziggy. Her real name is Christine. So I was thinking this whole movie, they make it seem like she was the older sister and the whole story about her little sister getting killed. Mm -hmm. No, they used words just right. And it was a story about her older sister getting murdered. So they tell her that they found a witch's body. And so now with the hand... They can actually end this curse. And so Dina and Josh, they go to the mall. And we find out that the Shadyside Mall was built after the closure of Camp Nightwing. And the same tree where everyone got stabbed and Seraphir was hanged on is still in the mall. So they dig the hand out from under the same tree. And they take it to the place where the body is buried. And Dina reunites the body with the hand. Dina... Dina's nose bleeds, and she finds herself in 1666. And she is not Dina. She is in the body of Sarah Fear. So, Katie, who was your favorite character in Fear Street Part 2, 1978? Uh, my favorite character was Ziggy. That's, of course, played by my girl Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. Um, she is so pretty, it hurts. She's beautiful, and her attitude in this movie is very similar to her character Max in Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. She's very much like a tomboy, a like, I don't give a fuck type, and I vibe with that because that is me. Like, I feel called out, I'm in this meme, and I don't like it. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I am Ziggy, and just her reaction to everything that her sister was doing and everything that was going on within the camp was just perfect and yeah she was great emma i also said i said sadie and in parentheses ziggy because sadie always comes first but uh no i just 
she had just enough of a don't give a fuck ratio to her actual give a fuck ratio that it just it made her character that much better but no i just i appreciated her no nonsense not gonna let the bitches get me down yeah kind of she didn't take shit from anybody and i was like girl you are me in my head that never comes out. <laughs> like, Katie is all about it. That is 100% how Katie is. She's like, I don't give a fuck. And yep. I'll tell you I don't give a fuck. Me, I'm like, in my head, walking over to these people saying, I'm going to tell you I don't give a fuck. And then I get over there and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't even know why I'm apologizing. So <laughs> That shaky voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Sadie's goals. Micah. For point of reference that we can edit out, Cindy was the best friend, right? Mm-mm. Cindy was a sister. Who was the best, who was the best Alice. friend? Alice. Alice. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. And it was an that was Cindy's best friend. Okay. Alice was the one at the end, right? Yeah, the With one the that got hacker slashed right at the Jesus. very end. That yeah, dude. She got so close. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Well, just to be different, I'm going to go with Alice as my favorite character. Um... She became Mama Bear and super protective of, of uh, Ziggy Andy. in the end, and it meant absolutely nothing, because guess what? You're in a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But good Lord, did they go out. My God. Overkill. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Um, That's half the point of a slasher. Yeah. I, I Yeah, she was just super protective, and... I don't. I for some reason I just didn't connect with this one, so I was in and out of paying attention. Yeah, kind of a waste on this one, but all, all um, bets were off for her though. As soon as her boyfriend got killed, she was like, "Nah, fuck it, I'm gonna go after people." Yeah. As soon as what was his name? The boyfriend. Uh, yeah, Alice's boyfriend. Alex. Was it Josh. It Josh? was uh, something. Damn it, wasn't Tommy. Some stereotypical 1970s name. Might have been Josh. Hell, I don't know. Mr. No, Josh. No, Gary. We, we know Josh. Gary. 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 It was Gary. Gary. He had yeah, long hair. <laughs> but as soon as that guy got his come up and she was like, nope. Yeah. So, trying to think of my favorite character in this movie, I was a bit torn because the main character we got was trying her best to be so unlikable. And I'm fine with that. I've seen tons of scary movies, or just movies in general, where the main character is just an asshole, just being an asshole, you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. And it got better when the scary happened, because she didn't have to be as assholey. But I really enjoyed Ziggy's older sister, Cindy. Mm -hmm. So the C. Berman that we think is the C. Berman, but it's Mm -hmm. not... It's Christine and Ziggy, but I really like the older sister. She actually went through a whole lot more than Ziggy did. It was actually pretty crazy. And we'll talk about my least favorite thing in this movie, not character. But I enjoyed her adventures through this and trying to fight off her boyfriend. That boy, howdy. That man was strong, but he was supernatural, so I guess I don't. <laughs> when, when you're powered by evil, you can just do whatever you Not even evil. Power, we'll talk about that. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character? Sheila. <laughs> yep. Fuck that bitch. She got what she deserved with them yeah, bugs did. falling on her face and getting slashed while she was sitting on the toilet. 
Fuck Sheila. She was a bitch. If I had gone to camp with a bitch like Sheila, I would have murdered her my damn self. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Oh, she'd have been she'd have been carried alongside those bugs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck all that. And no. it would have been her I would have, I would have throat chopped with. the shit out of that bitch for all the stuff she was pulling on Ziggy. Like, no. I'd have put her on the tire swing, but like put her inside the rim of the tire and then <laughs> spun it around and been like, bye. Yep. All right, Emma. With no apologies. Yeah. No. Also, Sheila. <laughs> Turns I out can't. we're the same people. <laughs> I mean, you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> but no, Sheila was, she was a piece of work. As soon as she started talking to Ziggy, I was like, oh, oh, girl. And like, like I literally just said like five minutes ago, I'm not typically the person to walk up to somebody and be like, now hear this. <laughs> no, with her, all bets are off. The end. You're going in the pool at 2 a.m. and I'm not letting you out. I'm putting the cover over it. <laughs> yep. No apologies. Micah. <clears throat> I agree. <laughs> Yeah. So, I'm not going with the character. Boy, howdy. I'm going with the plot in the third act. Not even the third act. The third act of the third act. The end. Mm -hmm. So, the sisters, as they are surrounded by the ghosts of all the other Seraphir minions, I was like, what are they going to do to get out of this? Well, I guess she gets resuscitated, but what are they going to do? Oh, they just get stabbed. A lot. That's it. I don't know oh. how that bitch got resuscitated. Wow, so CPR just saves you from stab wounds. Repeated hmm. stab wounds. Hmm. Nah, you just bleed out okay. faster. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, they... This reminds me of that, the, I don't know if anybody remembers old internet, but the original Red versus Blue season. When uh. <laughs> oh, Sarge gets a gunshot to the head. <laughs> you gave him CPR to a gunshot for a gunshot wound to the head? <laughs> I just, sitting there watching it, and I was like, okay, that's stupid. And I watch dumb shit all the time. We watch a scary movie with a tire, killing people. But I just, it made me it made me sad that that's the way they finish this movie, is that Ziggy and, and Cindy, they just get stabbed like 30 times. And then it goes to like, high five, we did it, y'all. And they go away. And then Nick's like, here's some CPR, bud. And she's alive. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I, I don't know. They couldn't do the drowning, which would be a better idea at a camp, because there's yeah. obviously a lake somewhere. The drowning would have been cooler, actually, in this part. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know what they could have done to... I don't know. The use of animal would have been cool. I don't yeah. know how they would have pulled it off, but it would have been cool to see like a bear come out and just like, you know, do some real camp yeah. fear stuff. You Maybe know. if it was like raining, like lightning or something. Like, yeah. they, fuck you, right though. They could have did something. I, I just the stabbing was really, really stupid. The multiple, 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 multiple stab wounds. Yeah, because these these Bring bad guys they don't just stab you once; they destroy you. Her sister, that dude, drove an axe through her sternum repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she's still sitting there like, we'll never be apart. I'm like, bitch, you wouldn't yeah. be able to talk right now. I just, it, it was... Also, why was there an open field? My understanding... <laughs> like, is it a forest? I have so many is questions. A... And then they build it up a town, and it's like, God, so the, the evolution of this fucking, like... 
plot of land and what is happening through the way that my brain justified all of the insane stabbings is that the reason it's so over the top is because Mm -hmm. this isn't what actually happened we're getting how ziggy remembers it happening and she was so hopped up on adrenaline and dealing with the fact that everyone around her was dying what happened what her sister probably only got hit with an axe once in the chest and then died mm-hmm. but this little girl has made up this like insane idea that but they have video evidence we all watched it <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know you saw it. I don't know what you were watching but uh yeah i saw it hear this your honor i like that that actually Makes it more reasonable. Yeah, because she's telling the story. Because kidney, of yeah. 1978. I, like, I got stabbed 72 times. I'll yeah, she's up. telling the story about what happened in 1978 right. to the kids in 1994. Yeah. So all of these details are just like super insane because, of course, they are. She was 16 and. She was standing by a tree trying to dig up a hand, and all of a sudden, like 85 creatures came out of the woodworks. Yeah. I can For see what? Otis being like, look at this scar. I got stabbed 72 times. Yeah. And it's like one inch. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's a tiny little yeah. like, appendix scar. Yeah. So I think my least favorite thing, now that I think about it, is the fact that they didn't really tie anything or have any allusions to anything. the bad guy. Yeah. The- there, there was no, like... Well, there was. It was just very... And I know they all came out, so you had to watch all three in yeah. order to really understand the story. But it was like... I don't know. It was just like, oh, hey, this thing happened at this camp, and they all got killed. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Just oh, the- it's related. You know, it, it all goes back. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. But you didn't really relate it. You just... There were just minor inferences. There were some people, and then Sarah. she, the older version of herself shows up. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh... Is that it? Is that the only kind of connection you have to the story? You know, because it doesn't allude to the bat. You know, yeah. Obviously, you find out more in the next one, but you know, at least some kind of connection to the 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 main story, other than just being like, okay, well, here's backstory. Yeah, and okay, and what what yeah, and what you guys were joking about earlier was just like it's a filler. It's one of those fancy filler episodes. Like a lot of wild shit happens, and at the end of it, you're like, oh. It connects like this. Oh, yeah, cool. Oh, they alluded to these three things. That's going to pop up later. Yeah. Like I said, I enjoyed this because it's a pretty damn good slasher film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but story-wise, you don't get that much from this. There are little nods to things and people say certain words. Like um, the nurse, she says, I saw your name on that thing and you yeah. are going to die tonight. And I'm like, on what thing? What are you talking about, crazy lady? And the lady like, oh, she was talking about that thing, you know? It, it's it's very much a, if you watch it again, and it's like, okay, that sentence you said makes way more sense this time. So. Well, I like how, I like in the first one, you don't know anything about what's going on. Like, random person went crazy, shit went off the rails, other people, like, zombie things popped up out of nowhere, shit went off the rails in that mall, like, everything was yeah. going insane. And the kids didn't know what to do. And then they went to this girl who survived it, mm-hmm. C. Berman, and now we're getting a little bit of detail of the character names of the people who were there. And we're like, okay, well, we know that these brothers have been, this family has been in this town forever because they keep bringing it up. Like, mm-hmm. the kid who was uh, the love interest of Ziggy, Nick. Nick, is like, yeah, I'm, I'm the golden boy. I have to become the sheriff because my dad was the sheriff or whatever the fuck. And 
you know, we can kind of relay that his brother, who is also a camp counselor, is going to become the mayor eventually, mm-hmm. because in the 1994 one, he is. So we know something about their family is involved. We get just a little bit of it. And then in the third one, that's when we get the full explanation of what yeah. everything is about. So I kind of like that this one was just like, here's little teeny mm-hmm. tidbits. Yeah. I mean, it but was... It... Sorry. No, I was just going to agree. I was going to be like, it is, like we've said, a fancy filler episode. I did appreciate, like, those little breadcrumbs i also appreciated the nod to just the absolute gore fest of the slashery oh yeah but it just felt like a weird jumble of that amalgamation of things that was like here you need this backstory we also need to nod to this slashery thing yeah we also need to do this but wait there's fear and it's like (laughs) Uh, yeah, but that's how did, how 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 does that fit? Because yeah, but I'm missing a couple pieces. To me, to me, the breadcrumbs were too small when it came to dealing with the bad, like the real bad guys. With, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, because the the goods were such a small part of this movie compared yes. to the other two, and this was like the C. Berman movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was like. Okay, cool. It, it, we it got her like, backstory. It, it felt like they wanted you to kind of forget about the goods because in the first one, yep. like the sheriff yeah. was like, he's weird. And then the second one's like, okay, he wasn't that bad when he's a kid. Mm-hmm. Still kind of weird. And the third one, like, oh. So it, it mm-hmm. seemed like they wanted you to kind of forget about them for a little bit. Yeah, yeah they did. So let's do seven word synopsis. I so got. I have two of them. Uh, for the, the third part, I have like five. But same. For. This one I have really cool tribute to Friday the Thirteenth. Like I said, I enjoyed it when you know the one of the head counselors was like, "My name's Tommy." I was like, ah, "Tommy Jarvis." So, <laughs> and my last one is getting stabbed a lot really stopped the ghosts. And I was watching, I was like, "Somebody gonna save them? Or are they just gonna get ganked on the ground?" Oh, they got ganked on the ground. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. that's the end of the movie. Sweet. Okay, Katie. Like I already said. Sunnyvale bitches would have gotten their asses beat. Yup. And then R.L. Stein is underrated horror mystery master. And please make more R-rated horror R.L. Stein. Please. It's got 500 books. I, need, I was going to say, y'all, more. y'all got a book series to go through, and Netflix apparently has plenty of money to burn, so... Yeah, I need more, because this series was fantastic. Give me more. Uh, Micah. I like the seven-word shimmy. Yes. <laughs> I need to well, find I a way have, to I have that something in. in mind, and I'm trying to get it to seven words. Oh, yeah. I'm really, really you. struggling. Um, got cracking some adjectives in that bitch. <laughs> no, no, I got too many oh. words. It's a plethora of words. <laughs> I got to shave them off. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cop out. Yeah, you got to, you got to, oh, I do 14s all the time. You got to Kevin it up. Take out, <laughs> take out important words and get you there. Do you want to? come back to you or sound like he's almost there 70s summer camp situation gone terribly wrong teens still shitholes no matter the decade and then my two alliteratives Sadie Sink's sassy self seriously surpasses suckies (laughs) she says suckies and then Nightwing's newly nightmare nice guy that's one word Nastily nixes numerous. Bears were the wrong slashers to fear. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I have an un just just 
extreme phobia of bears in the woods. Yeah, you're right. Like, I am terrified of being mauled by a bear. Bears are fucking scary. Like, I feel like that's the way I'm going to die in this in this lifetime, is I don't know how, I don't know why, but I'm going to go out <laughs> fighting a bear. <laughs> I don't know why I would never find myself in that situation, but because for you're some the, reason. you're the big one. Yeah. You have to be the one that's up front and trying to be bigger than the bear. Like You're going to be 95 and half a bottle of Jack in, and you're going to be like, bitch, I told you, stay outside. It is, gonna it be is a bear. super unreasonable. Uh-huh. I have no reason. It's not like I've ever experienced it. I mean, of course I've seen bears like roaming around the woods because I used to go to camp every fucking year yeah uh and the one time that the counselors all got together we were in the older cabin and they made scary bear sounds outside scared the hell out of all of us because it was very convincing and Lots all we did because we had a sounds. we had a tv and a dvd player so all we did was watch horror movies yeah. like uh that's that's the first time i i, I watched uh High tension. And, oh, shit. Yeah, and, oh, and no. most of the Saw movies. And yeah. Everybody's <laughs> looking through the window watching. Like, right. Oh, what you guys are doing? It's going to scoot. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Where's the popcorn? Yeah, right. Mike is trying to jebediah Springfield himself. <laughs> Fight a <him there. laughs> That'd be so terrifying. But yeah, so I have an uh, unrequainted fear of bears in, in the woods. And apparently that's the wrong thing to fear. Mm-hmm. A possessed bear would be pretty cool. Just cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, but, but like a spiritually possessed bear killed its little bears in its cave. <laughs> so it's part or of the like, group, just a bear walker. The bear. Or, like, can you the imagine brave. if somebody gets the balls to do like a really, really good ap- adaptation of the Dark Tower series and does the giant fucking mechanical bear yeah, from the second book? Sharnak. Yeah, Fuck. Oh, no. Third one? Third, yeah, from third, the third one. book. Yeah, from the third yeah, book. Yeah, this giant all up in fucking mechanical bear just like bleeding out fucking uh, maggots and yeah. shit. Like, fucking, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay, so this film came out, it was a weekly release, mm-hmm. all the Netflix films. This bad boy came out July 9th, 2021, around that area. Obviously, this is a Netflix film, so there's no money or budget. Uh, probably a lot. I literally wrote blood money. Yeah, probably a lot of money to do this. So, yeah, Netflix. And it'll be the same way for the third one. So, Minority Kill Count. This one's a bit tough because when children are in a scary movie, you go different ways with this. You can pull a Halloween Ends and show, like, a body fall and die and don't see the face. Or you can play Fear Street and it's like, Oh, you know they're dead. But not gonna show anything. You'll hear sounds and screams. So mm-hmm. there were tons of shady side kids that got absolutely destroyed by Tommy with the burlap sack on his head, or before oh, yeah. the burlap sack. I can't remember mm-hmm. when. Both. So uh-huh. I don't. I for sure one black kid, maybe two. There was an Asian girl. Uh, I'm good with saying five. There weren't any black counselors. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think any, no. But the campers, there were at least a, uh, mm-hmm. a good handful of the blue shirt kids got destroyed yeah. by Tommy. Yeah. So I'm down with putting five, and there's probably, if I That's go back, a pretty good estimation. Hits it. So minority kill count is 316. Tito Turtle in a house and a plane full of vampires. So. Does anybody have anything else to say about Fear Street Part 2, 1978? 
Watch it and then watch the other one. Watch the whole series. It's uh-huh. so goddamn good. And then watch it again and again. It's it's fun. Like I said, this trilogy is a gateway scary movie. There are good ones. Um, usually this this day and age, you're like, hey, this scary movie's great. And it's like, I wouldn't show that to people. Uh, <laughs> but this is legit a gateway scary movie for someone that's like, I don't know where to start. Or I'm a little little bitch made. Which one do I watch? Like, watch but Fear Street. It's also, fun. This would have been great for me for years. It kind of ruins slashers a bit because it's like all the newer slashers don't have this kind of overkill. Yes. Like this you have to weird. go you have to go like deep cut, like hatchet like we've done in yeah, the past to get like real, you know, overkill, gory, just you know, it's what I thought the the new Halloween movies would be, and then they kinda went away from it and was like, but but Yeah, they took but, a weird turn, especially but, with the last one. But <laughs> it's weird. Like you would think this wouldn't be that bad slasher or graphic wise, but it's super graphic. And I was like, Holy shit, you know? Like in the first one we see the bread slicer and I'm like, Okay, it's a bread slicer. Holy shit, that's juicing her head. Yum. Holy fuck, you know? It's it's super duper graphic. And so, like I said, it's still, even with the it being super crazy graphic, it's still a good gateway scary movie for folks. So, I would say give it a shot. Uh, sit down and watch this with a group. Uh, people will freak out. And not in a super bad way. This isn't like Hills Have Eyes kind of freak out. Mm-hmm. It's just a, holy just shit. uncomfortable. That was crazy. So... With that, that is the end of this episode. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about Sadie Sink or Jillian, Jillian, Jillian Jacobs, she does with her name, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. You can email it is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. You can Facebook at Allentown Presents. So, this was episode 281 in the pocket and books out of sight. We have one more in the collection of Fear Street, and we're going to get to that next week. So, the music we're listening to right now, that is Flip, Define, Effort, Flip, and CE, anywhere you can find them, search for them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. So, like I said before, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with part three of Fear Street. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Toots. are out there. PSA. Just watch out. Now that's bloody.